BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two is live right here on the SportsGrid Network. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside on this Monday morning. We'll take a look at the NBA play-in odds. The NBA's play-in will begin tomorrow. Very, very excited to watch these games play out. The Nets and the Cavs will meet in the Eastern Conference's 7-8 game. Atlanta will host Charlotte in the 9 versus 10 On the Western Conference side, Minnesota is going to lay 2.5 to the Clippers in their 7-8 game. And then the Pelicans are a favorite hosting the San Antonio Spurs for the 9-10 game. You take a look at these four games, Donnie. There's totals listed, spreads, the whole deal. What jumps out to you from those four games that are set now for the NBA's play-in tournament? Brooklyn, minus 8.5. If we're just reading lines, it looks like Brooklyn's going to walk away with this. But, Kevin, I ask you this question on this Brooklyn Nets, minus 8.5 at the FanDuel Sportsbook over to Cleveland Cavaliers. Why is it so high? Have we finally settled in that the the Nets, this is the world champion Brooklyn Nets? I I can't figure this out where it's a 7-8 series. And I get it. Brooklyn, when they play at their best, are going to be a tough team to beat. But where do they get off by the 8.5-point favor against a pseudo-playoff team here with Cleveland? Because old school, right? 1-8 through make the playoffs. Cleveland's a playoff team, a legitimate playoff team in a very good Eastern Conference. So even though you know me, I like to back up the Nets quite a bit. And like, hey, there's going to do this. Friday night, I had a Kevin Durant prop over his three-point props hit, over his points prop hit. They won easily in that game. But I can't for the life of me figure this out because are we basing this off of preseason, what we thought the Nets would be? And that's why they're close to a double-digit favorite here. Because to me, I think it's overpriced at this point. Now, do I want to go ahead and bet the Cleveland Cavaliers? I don't think they're going to win the basketball game, so maybe not jumping in. But the first thing I look at of all four of these playing games is Brooklyn is being priced like they're the world championship favorite Brooklyn Nets. And I still have that one out yet. And the thing is, Donnie, that's continued to be the case. Yes. Like, so the, they did play on Friday, these two teams, in the Barclays Center, the Cavs laid the or the Nets laid the same eight and a half, and Brooklyn actually covered. And the books turned around and had Brooklyn lay 16 points to the Pacers. I, f- folks, not many things in gambling is easy. That's easy. There's nothing to think about when you see that number. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are out there in the final two minutes of the game. They played 40 minutes versus Indiana. 40 minutes. The Pacers aren't even a real team. They quite literally are out there playing scrimmage exhibitions. They gave up 
over 128 points per game over their final eight games of the regular season. It's open. Kevin Durant dropped 16 assists and was awful in the game from an efficiency standpoint. It made no difference. How how is this the way these games look with the Brooklyn Nets? I and now Donnie, you ramp up the intensity, and this is the, going to be a really big thing because I don't doubt Donnie that Brooklyn is going to beat the Cavaliers. It would be a stunning, stunning upset. But if they go out there, Donnie and they run them off the court, and we're 20-point victory, fourth quarter, minimal minutes, dancing on the sidelines, then we can start to have some different conversations about what Brooklyn is going to be when we get to the postseason. Because that's what everybody's waiting for on Brooklyn. That's what all of these Brooklyn numbers are supposed to be telling us, and not just on the game lines, but in the odds market. But if this game is a three-point Nets win, Boston maybe should be favored in a two-verse-seven series. Our radio audience is with us here on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside, as this is the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. I will say quickly, Donnie, you talk about reading lines. Timberwolves Clippers. Who isn't betting the Los Angeles Clippers at plus two-and-a-half versus Minnesota? Maybe I'm off base here, Donnie, but my thought is a lot of people are going to want, I don't know if it's a Clipper line, but I imagine, Donnie, people are going to really want to bet the Clippers versus Minnesota. Yeah, it looks like a Clippers line there on the road in the playoff game scenario where you're catching under three points. So also, let's take a look here at what we're going to get out of the Clippers here. And I still need information. I'm an information guy here. I need to see on Twitter, social media, do we have any updates on guys that are yeah. making buckets at practice here? Because I would love this. Kevin, tell me you would not love to see this. A press release coming out today directly through the Los Angeles Clippers that says Kawhi Leonard probable for the next game like I need to see some of that and I think I don't know if we're going to actually get that but it's got to be coming soon what are the odds here because I want to ask you this on a bigger picture here for the Clippers let's just say the Clippers win this game move on into the quote-unquote real playoffs does Kawhi Leonard play in the playoffs like and I'm not even talking about they have to go to like the championship mm -hmm. round or the Western Conference final what are the odds for you that Kawhi Leonard suits up here in the playoffs I'll, I'll if he comes back I will be stunned. Under 20%, wow. I would be stunned. Mm. But also, Donnie, I can't come on here and make a proclamation that it is ridiculous to think he will play. We don't know anything. I just have to believe, Donnie, based on the, you know, the sh covering and following all of this stuff, that if he was really close, it'd have to be out. We'd have to have an indication, Donnie, that he was close to returning to the court. And I'll do you one better. And Grizzlies fans are going to really be upset about this. Uh, you know what? Too bad. If Kawhi is out there, the Clippers are favored uh -oh. over the Memphis Grizzlies in that series. They're favored. They're fa that doesn't mean they're going to win. You, Memphis, you can hold on to that. They are favored in that series if Kawhi comes back. But we have no idea if a top five-ish player in the world is going to play in the playoffs. Nuts. A lot more playoff headlines next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. MLB preview is coming on up. Before we get there, there's a couple of key storylines to follow as we lead up to the postseason. One in the Western Conference we haven't discussed just yet, Donnie, is Steve Kerr letting us know that Steph Curry is no guarantee to be out there for the opening game of the Golden State Warriors series versus the Denver Nuggets. This is something that I know I've been trying to allude to here as it pertains to Golden State. I think they've got a nice draw here in the bracket, avoiding the Phoenix Suns ultimately in a potential second-round matchup is key for, you know, kind of long-term viability. But the second round is irrelevant if you lose in the first round. And while they would be favored over Denver, Steph or not, in Golden State, you'd much rather have Steph Curry, you'd certainly prefer Donnie with some older core pieces to move through the series in four or five games, if possible, then six or seven games. What's your reaction, Donnie, to hearing that Steph Curry might not be out there for the opening of this postseason for Golden State? I mean, it's never a great look because you did anticipate him coming back. But also, this is Steve Kerr saying, I'm not going to rush him back if he's not ready. We're not going to put the onus on Steph. Say, hey, we said you're going to play, Kevin, in the first you know game of the playoffs. And now you're not going to be there. What a disappointment. So he's resetting expectations, moving the goalpost, if you will. But also keep in mind, this is what the NBA does in the playoffs here. And I think there's some reasoning to it because obviously we know they want to get every single game on TV in their own in their own way. So you can watch it as a national game, and that's why it takes like three weeks to play the first round. But also, it helps out the NBA teams because the NBA knows one thing for sure. Superstars provide the highest ratings. And the reason I say that is, is if you have a first-round series, which quite frankly, again, close takes close to three weeks, it feels, that you will have your one game on, let's just say, a Friday. Then you play again on a Wednesday. Then you play the following Sunday. That means the better teams can regroup, and we're not going to have these injuries that might be nagging. You get extra time to heal. So if I'm Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors, I'm saying to myself, going, man, you know, two, two and a half weeks here, three weeks on this opening series, What's the urgency to play Steph opening night when I can basically give him another five full days of rest if he isn't ready here? So I'm not all that worried about what his comments were because the NBA backs it up. If this were a hockey series, Kevin, it's like, hey, you play Thursday, Friday, take one day off, and then play back on Sunday, you say, whoa, he might be missing three games here. He might miss one game is the way I'm reading this, and I don't think that's going to make that big of a difference. 
I will say this is some great news for the Golden State Warriors fans who sure do love to hang on to a Steph Curry injured excuse. Many moons ago in the 2016 postseason, Steph was injured at the end of an opening round series versus the Rockets, missed the first three games of their second round matchup versus the Blazers, came back, dropped 40 in his first game back, screamed, I'm back, continued to then not only play another game versus Portland, but then another seven versus Oklahoma City, and struggled in the finals. And the only reason he struggled is because he was injured, despite being more than a month removed from the injury, and that not being the reason that they had lost to Oklahoma City or anything. So... If Golden State has any shortcomings, don't worry, Warriors fans. You can chuck it up to your pretty boy being injured and having nothing to do with any postseason shortcomings. So it's a great day for fans in the Bay Area. Outrageous. Now, there's another really interesting situation here, Donnie, in the NBA with the Toronto Raptors. It's so bizarre, but we were getting ready for the MLB season, and we had talked about the Blue Jays having perhaps this hidden advantage. Teams show up to Toronto, all of a sudden, where's, where's, the, where's the DH? Where's our three-hole hitter? Where's, our, where's the second guy in our rotation? Vaccine mandates potentially going to give them this advantage. Yet I had never considered how it would impact the NBA. A end-of-the-regular-season trip to Toronto for the Philadelphia 76ers basically kind of made it very clear that Matisse Thybul did not meet the requirements, and what do you know? That's who the 76ers draw in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. Matisse Stiebel will not be able to play in games three, four, and a potential sixth game in Toronto if this series is to go that far. What do you think, Donnie, about the fact that the Raptors, I don't know if an advantage is the right word. I'll just leave it open-ended. What do you think of this situation here, Donnie, with Matisse Stiebel not being eligible to play in Toronto? I even like to look at the bigger picture here because I like a little anarchy. I like a little mayhem here. But the problem is I can't even root for it this year because in order to get a lot of mayhem and anarchy, it means my Philadelphia 76ers got to take an L to the Toronto Raptors because then what do we do? The minute that the Raptors win this series, if they do over the Sixers, and the minute that lets you say Miami Heat or whoever they play wins that, what are we looking forward to here in the press, in the media, and as fans? Oh, my goodness. Next round, who is actually going to have to sit this mm -hmm. one? Is Jimmy Butler going to sit this one out? Is Kyle Lowry going to have to sit this one out? Is Duncan Robinson going to have to sit this one out? It's kind of interesting to see as round by round that would go. Now, it's quite frankly, there's a really good chance that the Philadelphia 76ers do beat Toronto, and the NBA has a sigh of relief. Now, hold on here, Kevin. As my mind starts whipping around here early on a Monday, <laughs> you know me, Mr. Conspiracy Theory, Adam Silver sitting back at his desk going, this can't happen here. If Toronto gets hot and all of a sudden we find out guys like Giannis can't play and Jimmy Butler can't play and K oh, KD didn't get his booster, so technically that he can't play either. I'm just making up scenarios in my mind to see how Adam Silver will play this out because I know you, of all people, have already started a trend going, now if this starts to go down the line mm -hmm. and Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker can't make it to Toronto for an NBA Finals game, something is going to change here. So I think from an NBA perspective, yeah, they'll say, hey, we like all these teams equally. In Canada, we have one team up there. We always root mm -hmm. for them as well. That sometimes in the back of my head going to avoid disaster and a PR disaster in the NBA, that maybe it's a good thing if the Toronto Raptors here, Kevin, don't actually make it past the first round. Because quite frankly, how interesting would it have been if, oh, no, 
the news comes out last night. Embiid hasn't gotten his yeah. booster shot, and neither has Tyrese Maxey. Then you would have seen a panic. Would, and, and honestly, Kevin, would you have rather have seen that scenario right up front? What would the NBA have done if they basically said an MVP caliber player on his team cannot play in NBA games on national TV? I, you know, it's so interesting because it's really – like the Kyrie thing was so well-known, Donnie, that we were always prepared for Kyrie specifically mm-hmm. to not be able to go to Toronto. But if this had been Joel Embiid, this is very different. This is the top story of the day. It's Matisse Thybul, an important player, not a star player for the 76ers. But if it was Embiid, You'd have people saying, Embiid has to get vaccinated. This must change. This must change. There'd be other people saying, this is ridiculous. This is why you shouldn't have a league operating in different countries. And the Raptors now are being given an advantage. To Donnie's point, though, if the Raptors go on a magical run, and on this run they continue to somehow find their way getting advantage, advantage is such an odd way to put it, but they find themselves playing team shorthanded due to vaccine mandates. Remember, Donnie, how we kind of laughed that the NFL randomly announced that they were going to have a Monday night postseason game, like in the middle of the year, no negotiating needed to be done. You'll watch Adam Silver go, great news, everybody. We have decided that the NBA Finals are now a neutral court event. We're going to be playing in Jerry World, seven games set. Hope everybody's real excited. They You know what? We think that the fans of Tampa have really earned seeing some Toronto home games after hosting them throughout the pandemic. Come on back. Like, it's it feels like it needs to change. I'll also say, Donnie, what a great day for our good buddy Gabe Morenci, who now, if the Raptors are eliminated in the first round, get to say the league forced them to lose, told the officials to fix the game so their vaccine mandates couldn't ruin the NBA postseason. Yep, or else just say, hey, Buffalo, you guys love your basketball. We're going to put Toronto in Buffalo. This is going to be an amazing international series here now. Oh, man, we need so much chaos could have come from this Toronto Raptors team, and it still might happen here. They're going to play down at Orchard Park, first ever just open roof NBA game. It's going to be absolute (laughs) pandemonium. Baseball preview on that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
fantastic day of baseball. A lot of good games here. A lot of fun series are going to get going here. I know the Yanks and the Blue Jays are playing a big one. We'll get there, though, in time. We open this up, Donnie, with the Brewers and the Orioles. Milwaukee nearly swept by the Chicago Cubs to start their season. You, So I want to say they can breathe easy going to Candom Yards, but they didn't look all too hot to open up their season. They are unsurprisingly favored, though, versus Baltimore. Uh, this number around that minus 160 range. Total is a 9. What do you think here, Milwaukee and Baltimore? Yeah, price feels a little bit high here, right, at minus 164. But then again, we're talking about the Baltimore Orioles overall. Weather conditions here, about 58, 59 degrees at first pitch here, Kevin. Winds blowing out to left field at about 10 miles an hour. And this is where we're going to get a look at the new look Baltimore, or Camden Yards at Oriole Park because that left porch, which was so easy to hit, and it seems like the Oriole pitchers were more than happy to serve you up a couple home run blasts to the left field seats a little bit deeper now. So we'll see how that plays into it. But the one thing that we do know is, the Milwaukee Brewers are a very good baseball team. But the Milwaukee Brewers overall, what's their MO, Kevin? Let's get really good frontline starting pitching and have an absolute couple of hammers at the end of the bullpen to shut these games down. And if we do need to, we'll get some timely hitting up and down the lineup. That's going to see, you know, as the season goes on, we'll see how timely this hitting is going to be because Zimmerman, the lefty, is going to take the mound today for the Orioles. And again, we don't have statistics really to go off of here in April of 2022, so we can only look for the previous year. And a guy with a 4.80 XFIP last year who got beat up on both sides of the plate, Kevin, lefties last year. Now, keep in mind also, Zimmerman is a left-handed pitcher. Typically, your MO as a left-handed pitcher is what? If I pitch the lefties, that's where my advantage comes in. He only faced 60 left-handed batters last year, Kevin. How about this? A 3.86 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of .208. So how did he fare against right-handed batters through 225 of those last year, Kevin? 348 as a weighted on base average and a 200 ISO power number. So if we're saying to ourselves, wind blowing out to left field, bad pitcher on the mound, maybe this is the day that the Milwaukee Brewers really wake up at the plate. Anticipated starting lineups this one, McCutcheon, Adamus, Yelich, Renfro, Hira, Taylor, Wong, Brousseau, and Caratini. It's not a great lineup. But sometimes, Kevin, you just need an average lineup to hit against the Baltimore Orioles. Early in the season, do I want to lay this price here with the Milwaukee Brewers? Probably not, but maybe more interested in a possible team total because you get a full nine mm-hmm. at-bats against that pitching staff for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, and that, and that is the key, being on the road, uh, a bit of a benefit considering the circumstances there. I will also just add a, a little note, which is interesting. I, you know, Bruce Zimmerman, this is not necessarily a guy, right, who's uh, been around a while. There's a couple of former, uh, former AL Easters, though, in that Milwaukee lineup. Willie Adamas bats second and has seen Zimmerman before. And Hunter Renfro coming over from the Boston Red Sox as well. The Renfro numbers are super strong. He's minus 145 for two-plus bases. He's minus 300 to record a hit. He has not been off to a good start this season. He is only plus 200 to hit a home run. I, Donnie, I don't know if you have some of those Hunter Renfro wow. numbers there in front of you, but it's as mm-hmm. if the book is like, yeah, we already know this guy is putting one in the seats today. 
Yeah, you know what's interesting here about that, too, because, you know, lefties and righties equally taking shots here at Zimmerman. If you look at Renfro last year, 204 plate appearances against lefties, did very well, Kevin, a .233 weight, excuse me, ISO power number, which, again, anything over .175 is very good, and a weighted on base average of .368, which, again, over .325 is a very good number. But I have to tell you, which I'm not a huge Andrew McCutcheon fan, a little bit longer in the tooth here, I thought the Phillies overpaid him, gave him $10 million a year over three years, and didn't really turn out all that well. But take a look at this. He's anticipated, Kevin, to be in the top of the lineup today in the leadoff spot. Look at what he did last year versus left-handed pitching. 177 at-bats, a 342 ISO power number, and a 432 weighted on base percentage. Even though sometimes you dislike some players, you can't dislike the numbers that some of these guys are reading out. So maybe he would be the proper guy to go with. But to your point, Renfro does have some pretty good numbers against left-handed pitching, particularly from last year. Yeah, definitely something to take a look at. The Rangers, Donnie, will have their home opener. They bring in the Colorado Rockies, minus 134 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The total here is nine and a half. I wonder, is there maybe some overvaluing of Colorado after their, you know, series victory versus the Dodgers, maybe people looking to sell high and coming back to Texas Rangers. How do you think these two teams match up here on a Monday? Yeah, and, and how they match up here, this is going to be interesting because for myself, you know, when I take these circled plays, which again, the circles are very light here, and I guess they could say you use pencil circling these games in in April because they can be quickly erased. But I did look towards the Rockies team total in this game overall. Now, here's one of the early season indicators where it might make a difference. If you are in the state of Texas, and I'm just looking at the forecast right now, 88 degrees, Kevin, at first pitch here, which is very warm for this time of year at any other places in the country, but we know Texas certainly can heat it up. Now, also, I do want to – because I, I think, you know, the informative part of some of these games are more important than what actually happens in the month of April and just some of the thought processes that go behind what I look at. Like, let's take a look again. If the roof is closed, it's Texas. They're going to put air conditioning on. It'll be 70 degrees, no humidity in the building. Why is that important? Because the ball doesn't travel as much when you have a nice heat and humidity index here. So if we take a look and the roof is open at Globe Life, which in the past we never had to worry because the ballpark at Arlington didn't have a roof here. So the winds would blow there. It would be 100 degrees on game day. And that's why you had such a great hitter's ballpark. So now it's tempered a little bit since you have Globe Life is a retractable roof. So if it's open, you get 89 degrees. That's fantastic here. But also keep in mind, some people still, hey, the roof is open here. The elements come in. Yes, the heat and humidity come in. But a lot of the times where you see now the wind is blowing dead center field at 11 miles an hour. And you say, hey, that really helps us out here. That ball is really going to fly. Not really the case. If you ever see a dome stadium or retractable roof, they open the roof here. It's very rare that the wind is going to play any sort of issue because you're going, what, the wind doesn't really circulate in and go around the stadium. That's not going to happen. The wind roughly goes over the stadium. So when you take a look at a retractable dome and it's open, Take the wind out of the equation. Just look at the heat and humidity here. Now, having said that, I do think the Rockies have a legitimate chance here to put up some runs in this game because the only thing that we really have to go off is, as I said again, is statistics from 2021. Hearn's not a very good pitcher. I mean, you're talking about a guy with an XFIP of over five. That is disastrous. And Hearn, also being a lefty, was susceptible to righty bats last year. A 336 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of .181, which isn't all that bad. But certainly, the reason why that XFIP is so high, Kevin, not a huge strikeout guy, but also walking close to 10% of the batters that he's faced. 
Now, when you try to isolate some people in the lineup, if we just based on last year's statistics, take a look at this Rockies lineup. Joe, Bryant, Rogers, and Crone, top four versus lefties last year, Kevin. Let me give you some statistics on these guys. 255 ISO power number, 256, 348, and 256. That's elite. Look at their weighted on base averages here from that one through four with Joe, Bryant, Rogers, and Crone again. 392, 390, 421, and 393. Even though the Rockies aren't at home, where you know it's a lot easier to hit in Colorado than it is in anywhere else in Major League Baseball, but if that roof is open today, that heat and humidity do come in, those first four guys might be able to do some damage today, Kevin. Yeah, that, that's exciting to look at there. I'll mention a couple quick things here. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe, by, by the way, I could have swore it was Nate Lowe. Like, I don't know if he decided to change it to Nathaniel. I don't know if I'm just, I don't know. Nathaniel Lowe There's more has... There's more of them. Is that what it yeah, is? There's three lows. Okay. There's three of them in Major League right. Baseball now. Yes, correct. And there's a reg and there's there's Nate Lowe and Nathaniel Lowe? I believe there is. Yes, correct. Yes. Oh, so right. even though so Low Lau was a hard better. one to decipher when they got traded, now you have a third that you have to rely on here. It does make it tough. It's ridiculous. I was I was re- I was gonna call you over the weekend. Like, hey, look, am I insane? Yeah. I'm like, I'll drop it. But now we're no. talking about him again. No. Uh, one of the one of the rare lefties who can still give you some good work versus lefties off to a hot start. Look, super small sample size, but is three for three versus Gomber with a home run. I just wanted to add this because it's one of my favorite things about the Rockies, the reverse what you would expect splits. At Coors Field last year, a 2.09 ERA away from Coors Field, a 6.22 ERA. Such an oddity. Never goes with what you would think. That's why I always like to bring it up when it happens. How about the Boston Red Sox, Donnie? They're going to go to Comerica Park here. Michael Waka will take the bump for them today. The Detroit Tigers looking to hold it down here at home. The Boston Red Sox, though, getting out of the AL East, hoping to find some lighter footing here. What do you think of this matchup? Yeah, light price here as you take a look at Manning is the guy you're going to focus in on here for the Detroit Tigers. Last year, Kevin, an exit of almost five and a half, which is a disaster. And the reason being is walked too many batters and didn't strike out enough. So what's that mean? Balls are being put in play. And if the ball is put in play, usually good things happen for the offense. Also, taking a look here to right-handed batters, Kevin, last year, a 362 weighted on base average. You got some pretty good batters coming into it today for Boston. But just looking at last year's stats here for the Boston Red Sox of how they fared against right-handed pitching, it was very good. First seven guys in the lineup, Kevin. I'm just going to read you the anticipated starting lineup and the ISO power numbers. 216, 340, 226, 250, 176, 193, and 221. So the first seven guys anticipated in that lineup hammered right-handed pitching last year. Maybe look early here for the Boston Red Sox on a team total play. And it could then maybe lead to an under strikeout prop on a guy like a Matt Manning. The number's Mm -hmm. three and a half. Hard to strike guys out if you're giving up hits and getting pulled early. That Boston lineup, I think, is just – look, and here's the thing about the Yanks, man. Their pitching is underrated. That is the truth of it all. You know, Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, and Jordan Montgomery as starters were all solid. The bullpen, more often than not, is nails. This could be a spot where Boston feels much better on a day-to-day basis about how they match up versus their opponents. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things to follow with this AL East this season is obviously they're going to be beating up on one another and then they're going to be you know smashing the Baltimore Orioles is the plan for all of them. How do they fare outside of it? Toronto is the only one who played outside of the AL East. They won their series. What does Boston do? 
and take a look. A lot more, a lot more to preview here. Keep it right here. This is the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, let's keep this thing moving. There are some really big series set to begin. One in the AL East, one in the NL East. We'll start in the NL. Phil's Mets. Really excited for this. I think both teams likely frustrated that they dropped the final game of their prior series. The Mets blew a late lead to the Washington Nationals. The Phillies, uh, and both won their series. The Phillies lost uh, to the A's, just did not put up enough runs. Th- that's a team you'd like to sweep if you can. You'll take a series win, though. The Phillies around that mid-minus 150 to low-minus 160 price here. Total moving up from a flat 9 to a 9.5. Rangers, Suarez, Taiwan Walker, what do we think here, Don, the first time the Mets and the Phillies will meet this season? Rivalry United here as the Mets and the Phillies take place here in the city of brotherly love. What High 50s on the uh, weather today. 10-mile-an-hour winds blowing out the dead center field. So roughly what we, like, we saw for that Oakland Athletic Series where the Phillies just finished up. And, yeah, it was disappointing on Sunday where the bats certainly didn't come alive. Now, are we just expecting the bats to come alive tonight? Because from a Phillies perspective, Ranger Suarez is going to take them out on the lefty. And he was very good, Kevin, last year. 3.66 XFIP number. Stroke out close to 26% of the batters he's faced. And also, take a look at these numbers. And we're going to hear you're going to hear me use these all summer long. Weighted on base percentage to lefties for Suarez, 147. To righties, 269. Fantastic. If you take a look at the ISO power numbers to lefty batters last year for Suarez, 0.021 and 0.067 to righties. Now, when you say that, Mets got a pretty good lineup. Estimated tonight here, Marte, Davis, Lindor, Alonzo, Escobar, Cano, Canha, McNeil, and McCann. So the Philadelphia Phillies, to me, in better position because I actually think they have the better pitcher on the mound. Taiwan Walker last year had an XFIP of over five, and we'll see how that plays into it. But also, both of these teams are very good at the plate, or at least the star power is there because the Phillies in that first seven, Schwarber, Riomuto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, Gregorius, and Segura, they are fantastic. And when they get the long ball going like they did on opening day on Friday and Saturday, they're a tough team to beat. But sometimes when you look at these ultra-talented lineups that do deal with a lot of power, sometimes you fall into some doldrums like you saw yesterday. Only one overall run scored against a lackluster Oakland Athletics starting lineup and also bullpen. 
So coming into this game, do I think the Phillies are the better team? I think they have the better pitcher on the mound tonight. But I got to say this. In April, and I just told you how exciting some of these players are on both of these teams. If we're looking at a nine and a half price here, I'm leaning towards the under in this game between the Phillies and the Mets, Kevin. Mm, it certainly could play out that way. Can I give you, though, Donnie, and again, I know some of these uh, are small sample sizes. Mm-hmm. I think this could win you over, though. Ten at-bats lifetime for Kyle Schwarber versus Taiwan Walker. Ten at-bats. Five home runs. Five home Whoa. runs. That's outrageous. Donnie, he is plus 170 for a home run. Kyle Schwarber. I, I mean, that's outrageous. That's look. That's low. To, Have we like, ever seen it that low? Run pro- Have we ever seen it that low? Like, what would be a lower I'm price than think. that? Like, somebody can't. You tell me, like, somebody had like a plus one twenty. Yeah. It can't be. Like, just some of those trips. Like, I'm trying. Like, Don. Like, there were like games. I feel like where like Pete Alonso went to like the the Cincinnati Reds ballpark. Against like Vladimir Gutierrez and was yeah. like pick to hit a homer and he did. Yeah. Cause I remember we were like making Man. fun of it. We like, who would ever bet that? And it was like first inning, three run yeah. blast. But no, that is, there There are very, very few times will you see someone check in under wow. uh, $2. He's minus 135 for two plus bases. If you want to go to three plus bases, you can. Here, look, he's going to get what? How many at-bats does he get versus Taiwan Walker, too? Since he's going to bat leadoff, likely three? At least he three. Probably at runs, least, yeah. He probably runs into one, Donnie. He pr- like, and here, by the way, just so you guys know how this works, this is how this worked very often last year, Schwarber will be hitting a leadoff home run in this game. Yes runs in the first inning all of a sudden feels like a fantastic piece of business. Really excited, really, really excited to watch the top of the NL East battle. First real look at that uh, in this spot here. We go to a big AL East game, and this is the thing. Very frequently, you're going to have the AL East providing a big series. Uh, You know, as we, you know, when we go through the changing of series here, Yanks Blue Jays, Donnie, is, uh, you know, one of the biggest ones you can get here. Uh, My guy. Jamison Tyone, don't ask me how I used to say it. Alec Manoa uh, taking the bump for Toronto, who I actually had as my uh, AL Cy Young in my pick six. Well, boy, does Toronto need someone, Donnie, in that starting rotation to have a Cy Young kind of game, considering how it looked versus the Rangers in that three-game set. Total is a nine. Yanks, Jays, what are you thinking? It just feels like to me like it's an auto over. Like, how can you take an under between the Yankees and the Jays in Yankee Stadium? Now, it's going to be the greatest weather conditions. No, high 50s, similar to like it is going to be in Philadelphia tonight. Winds blowing out the left field, you know, manageable five to six miles an hour. So it certainly doesn't hurt. And the wind isn't swirling in. But you take a look at Manoa, who is a strikeout pitcher, Kevin. Last year, 27% of the batters he faced, he did strike out. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to flip it over to the walks. He walked close to 10% of the batters he faced last year. And why that's big against the Yankees, who are very selective. Take a look at the guys in the lineup tonight, or the anticipated starting lineup, one through eight tonight. 13%, 12%, 10%, 9%, 11%, 20%, 10%, 10%. Those percentage I'm lifting are the amounts that these guys have walked per plate appearance, some of the best in baseball. So if you can be choosy here against Manoa, you will have an advantage. And the reason being coming, because we just talked about the Philadelphia Phillies and the Mets. And I said to myself, a nine and a half, I lean towards an under. I think maybe these pitchers can get it going a little bit. I have the same feeling here in this Yankees-Toronto game, but at the same time, 
both of these teams just power after power after power. And you bet this game and you say to yourself, okay, it's going to be nine. Hey, I'm cruising here, three to one in the sixth inning. It takes a leadoff walk and a two-run blast to be 3-3, three, three, and here you go. You're starting to sweat that under. So early in the baseball season, just having some fun, I'll be damned, Kevin, if I'm going to line up this game like, you know what, I'm going to lean on the under <clears throat> between these two lineups. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it, it, it's really tough to do. This is a spot where I, I can't pick the Yanks. M- Manoa was my Cy Young prediction for a reason. Now, he was better last year in Toronto than on the road, but he had two games at Yankee Stadium and was solid in both, very good spring. I, the one thing I will tell you, this is, is going to sound silly for an April start, this is probably the biggest start of Alec Manoa's career. Probably is. So you wonder how, like, if the, if there's any bit of pressure there, the Yanks and the Blue Jays, those series are going to feel big this season. That's my expectation. One guy you can expect to deliver today is Vladdy Jr. Vladdy Jr. has some fantastic numbers, smaller sample sizes, albeit, versus Jamison Tyone, three of seven with a double and a home run. His two-plus bases price is a minus 145. Maybe that can come down a little bit. And last year, just absolutely raked at Yankee Stadium. Vladdy Jr., who had a fantastic opening series as well, versus the Texas Rangers, very likely to carry that over here for this set at Yankee Stadium. Another interesting spot to take a look at, Donnie, is Padres Giants. This is the first time that we're going to be taking a look now kind of at the clash in the NL West, right? The big three, if you will. And this, the Giants check in at a minus 150 number here. Total goes down from eight and a half to a flat eight. This is an interesting spot. That's a, I feel like a strong Giants line when I look at it here, Donnie. What's your read for Giants pods? Yeah, Martinez coming overseas here to uh, be a pitcher in the Major League Baseball season this year. He actually had some pretty good numbers overseas. So in my first inclination, when you look at these two teams, right, Padres, Giants, no matter where you play, they're both pitchers' ballparks. You do like to lean on the under in this situation. I do think that's going to be valid. The lineups here, they make some sense. If we took a look at the anticipated lineups here for the Giants, Yashremski, Belt, Ruff, Peterson, Crawford, Flores, Estrada, Duggar, and Bart, which is kind of interesting. You read that lineup, it's like, man. How did this team actually win 107 games last year? Well, we'll see if they can do it again this year, but it's not the star power that you typically have and some stars that you do have on the Padres, which obviously we know Tatis is going to be in the lineup tonight, but Manny Machado is still there as well, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer. But if you're looking from Wood on the mound last year for the San Francisco Giants, 3.65 XFIP number, struck out close to 26% of the batters he's faced and tremendous on both sides of the plate. And again, he's a lefty, dominated versus lefties, but keep an eye on this one. 434 batters, Kevin, from the right-hand side last year. A 283 weighted on base average and an ISO power number of 130. That's tremendous work here. And Martinez, I know we don't have any statistics from Major League Baseball, but he did pitch well overseas last year, and they're expecting that to come back. But let's take a look here at what the Giants do well. And they hit right-handed pitching very well last year. And that anticipated starting lineup, one through eight, that we think is going to be here tonight, take a look at these ISO power numbers versus righties last year. 
248, 344, 197, 202, 226, 166, 262, and 175. So even if the you know Bart out of the nine hole only had three at bats last year versus righties, you can't really take that into equation. But if we're leaning on last year's statistics in this game, you should be able to get some base hits here based on San Francisco. So I agree with them being a favorite, maybe priced a little bit expensive in this one, but I would look towards the under and maybe the Giants in this game here tonight. I think it's fascinating to kind of figure out a such a new player, like you're mentioning, though, Donnie, with a Nick Martinez. Strikeout prop is 4.5, plus 138 to the over. People are going to try and get accustomed to that. Maybe people try and attack his numbers early. I'm sure if people are betting, they're much more so likely to be looking over, considering the plus number. Maybe they can find alt numbers, things of the nature, but that's going to be a f- really, really fun series to follow. I know it, you have to imagine... And look, the Giants obviously want to be able to say, hey, last year was no fluke. We, we are as good. But I, I think few teams have more to prove than the San Diego Padres with the resources that they've poured into that ball club, what they looked like they were going to be able to do for so much of last season in competing in the IOS and being in the postseason and ultimately falling short, their nightmare finish. I, it's a big series for both teams, and I'm really, really excited to follow uh, that series. We're closing out Minnesota and Seattle. Not many hangovers, Donnie. Uh, there's a couple, but uh, this is one of the few hangovers from the weekend here between these two teams. Dylan Bundy and Chris Flexen on the mound for their for their ball clubs here. Total 9, minus 130 range for Minnesota at home looking to grab a split in their opening series, do you think they'll be successful? I don't know if they're going to be successful here, but I think both of these teams have a chance here to be successful with runs in this game. And typically in Minnesota, we know in April, it's really not that hot. But these two pitchers can certainly heat up the ballpark. Take a look at Bundy last year's 4.86 XFIP number, and then also flexing a 5.09. So if you sort of settle in and say, okay, Minnesota starting Bundy on the mound, where can this new look, you know, ramped up Mariners offense do some damage? Well, quite frankly, from the right-hand side, take a look at Bundy last year, Kevin, a 3.56 weighted on base average to righties with an ISO power number of 253. Guys that you want to take a look at who did some damage to Reds in the lineup here. Jesse Winker, a 314 ISO power number, and Eugenio Suarez, a 264 ISO power number versus right-handed pitching last year. So those two guys are at the top of my charge for this game, Kevin. That's some solid stuff there. A couple of guys with some good numbers versus the pitchers that they'll be seeing on the Minnesota side. Uh, Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton both jump out. Uh, Buxton, though, for two-plus bases is very expensive at minus 165. Correa a little bit more manageable at minus 125, but a sneaky eye on the Seattle side. J.P. Crawford, plus 140 for two-plus bases. A couple of doubles and some good numbers in his career off of Dylan Bundy. Something certainly to take a look at. Really, really fun baseball slate. I encourage you to make sure you tune in to Moneyline at 1 p.m. Eastern start time on Sports Grid Radio. Myself and Donnie continue to go through all of everything going down in baseball and much more. But next, you listen up right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, last segment of the day here for Monday on the early line, right here on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, as usual, setting the table from 7 to 9 a.m. to get your day started in style. Now, you know, some Major League Baseball players starting their season in style, which I'm going to tell you about in a few moments here. Why? Because the best commissioner of all time resides in Major League Baseball. Listen up. Now, Major League Baseball players starting the season in style. Why? Because they were gifted headphones by the best commissioner in all of sports, Rob Manfred. Now, some of you might be listening. You idiot, Donnie. I hate that guy. He is terrible. But why? Let's get into why he is the greatest of all time. He got these players paid for 162 games scheduled this year. He also put in the DH another high-impact position, which is going to be a high-salary position for Major League Baseball players. Also instituted the gold, the ghost runner, once again in extra innings. I hate that rule, Donnie. I love it. I bet team totals, it is perfect here. And also, if we're taking a look at pitching substances where you can't just rub anything you want on your hands in uniform to throw strikes. So for me, being a totals backer, he has been fantastic. And the thing I love the fact is, he says, you know what, guys? I got you paid. I put all these good rules in. You know what? Here's a nice set of headphones here that you can fly on your five-star jets, listen to in your hotel, and maybe tune in to SiriusXM Channel 159 on those headphones and listen to me like DRS saying how great a commissioner he is. He's given us everything we wanted here. Sure, some people say in the NBA, well, it's Adam Silver, it's David Stern, never seen better, you know, Paul Tagliabue back in the NFL. I hear you. But if you're looking from a strict prognosis here on 2022, Rob Manfred had the single best season a commissioner has ever had. And that means everything in Major League Baseball is coming up roses here in the month of April. What a weekend it was. A big-time week this week as we look all the way through Major League Baseball season. But you know what you guys got to do? Hold on tight. Ben Stevens in the morning after with me in the first hour coming up next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 